Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and we got some action in Hollywood this week, but it's not because of anything good. I'll get to that in a few minutes, but first, let's talk about the box office numbers. Staying in the first place for the weekend is Uncharted with 23.2 million for a total of 83.3 million. Staying in second place is Dog with 10.1 million for a total of 30.8 million. Third place was Spider-Man No Way Home with 5.75 million for a total of 779.8 million. In fourth place was Death on a Nile with 4.5 million for a total now of 32.7 million. Lastly, in fifth place was Jackass Forever with 3.1 million for a total of 52 million. So not much of a change here with the holdover from last weekend still holding strong, especially Dog only dropping 32%. Now there were new releases, they just didn't do great. Studio 666, a Foo Fighters film, opened in 2,300 theaters but came in 8th place for a total of 1.58 million. Also Sereno was released in 747 theaters for 1.4 million. The release plan for that film has been atrocious. Uh, you know, with it being a romance film, I don't know, maybe it should have released Valentine's Day weekend? Just saying. Still, next weekend is the big one we are waiting for, with the Batman being released. China is now back to being very quiet at the box office, with only one new release, which did not do great. Uh, staying in first place is the Battle at Lake Changin 2, with 11 million, for a total of 611 million. In second place is Too Cool to Kill with 9.5 million for a total of 393 million. Third place was Nice View with 6.3 million for a total of 204 million. Fourth place was Boonie Bears Back to Earth with 3.9 million for a total of 147 million. Finally, opening in fifth place was the Japanese film I Fell in Love Like a Flower Bouquet with 3.3 million. Technically, since it actually opened on Tuesday, its total is at 5.3 million, but looking at just the weekend numbers, it did come in 5th place. Uh, now looking at worldwide numbers, Uncharted continued to stay strong, bringing in another 35 million for a worldwide total of 226.4 million. Death on the Nile made 10.6 million for a total now of 101.3 million worldwide. Sing 2 made 8.4 million for a total of 351.6 million worldwide. Spider-Man No Way Home made 7 million for a total of 1.85 billion. And for Paramount, Scream is at 137.6 million. And Jackass Forever is at 68.1 million worldwide. So the big news in Hollywood this week is the same across the world. The terrible war happening in Ukraine as Russia continues to invade the country. In response to this, governments around the world have placed heavy sanctions on Russia, and companies have started to stop operations there. For Hollywood, what this has meant is a stop to future releases going forward. First up is Disney, which placed a blanket ban on upcoming films for the time being. Here's a statement from the company regarding the move. Quote, given the unprovoked invasion of Ukraine and the tragic humanitarian crisis, we are pausing the release of theatrical films in Russia, including the upcoming Turning Red from Pixar. We will make future business decisions based on the evolving situation, in the meantime, given the scale of the emerging refugee crisis, we are working with our NGO partners to provide urgent aid and other humanitarian assistance to refugees." End quote. 
As for other studios, Warner Brothers has pulled the Batman from release, but has not said anything else about upcoming films in their 2022 slate. Paramount has pulled Sonic 2 and The Lost City, while Sony has pulled Morbius. Universal also did a similar move, but was closer to Disney in doing a blanket ban until further notice, and not just pulling specific films. Right now, with all of the major studios doing similar moves, it seems like they are in agreement that they will not release anything until May at a minimum. For them, this is the smart play. First, they do get to do their part in not making money off a country committing heinous crimes right now. So morally, it's good. And, you know, they are taking a bit of a hit financially. Uh, just to take No Way Home, for example, that made $45 million in Russia. So while it's not a massive market, each studio is going to lose a few million each from this. Besides it being the morally right thing to do, pragmatically, they also get an easy PR win from this. And by doing a short-term ban, if things get better in May, then they can cash in on the summer films. Well, I do hope that the war ends as soon as possible, so the people in Ukraine can stop suffering. I do doubt, though, it will be over by summer. Moving on to other news, AMC is taking a move that has been going on in China and in Europe, and that is variable pricing. On the earnings call this week for the company CEO, Adam Aaron, confirmed that ticket prices for the Batman will be slightly more expensive than other films. Besides that, though, he did not give specifics on how much more it would cost and whether this would expand to other films in the future. Now, some people might hate this, but I think it's actually a great idea. There are a few ways to look at this. First, if people stay as selective as they were going to the theaters in 2021, theater owners need to be able to make up the cost somewhere. So, if people only want to see big blockbusters, fine, then they gotta pay a bit extra. Now, having said that, I do feel this should go both ways. For example, let's say, let's take a standard ticket price is $15. Doctor Strange 2 comes out, it's a big superhero film, that should cost, say, $17, $18 per ticket. But on the flip side, a smaller budget film should be cheaper and say the ticket costs around $12. I think people will be more okay with it because if you just charge extra only, then people will feel like they're getting ripped off. And they wouldn't exactly be wrong. But if some films are made cheaper, then they might be more likely to go. There is a reason why theaters do big business on discount days. People want to go to the theater. But in general, most people find it very expensive especially if you add in food and drinks. Now, while the scenario I laid out might sound nice for everyone, I think studios would be upset if theaters did this. Like, who gets to determine what movie fits a lower tier or a higher tier of ticket prices? Would this require new contracts, or will the studios still get the same percentage of each ticket and they won't complain about it? Right now, only AMC is doing this domestically. We'll see if Regal and Cinemark try something similar. For VOD Premium, we start with Disney, where they have confirmed that they will be launching an ad-supported tier by the end of 2022. The plan will be to launch it in the United States first, and then expand it internationally throughout 2023. No other details were given at this time, like how much it would cost, would there be any content on the regular plan not available on the added tier, or any info on how, much the ads, how, how many ads there would be when watching. I'm not surprised that they are doing this, as if they want to hit their goal of for over 230 million subscribers by the end of 2024. A cheaper option is always a way to go. Also, with the ad support and model, depending on how much the ad space will cost advertisers, it might help make the streaming service profitable by itself faster than expected. In other Disney Plus news, it was confirmed this week that all of the Netflix Marvel shows that just left Netflix 
at the end of February will be available on Disney Plus on March 16th. This includes Daredevil, The Punisher, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and The Defenders. Along with this, Disney Plus will be getting parental controls, domestically at least. This feature has been available for people outside of the United States with the star rollout last year. The feature allows customers to set pins on profiles and restrict which profile can watch what. I was wondering if they were going to move the shows to Disney Plus or Hulu considering some of the graphic content in it, but this works great for them. With them putting them on Disney Plus, they have a reason to implement parental controls, which now allows, allows them to build out a mature library of content on the domestic version of Disney Plus. Eventually, I would assume paving the way for the Disney Plus Hulu merger whenever they own 100% of it. Speaking of Hulu, NBC Universal is ending its deal with the streaming service and starting in September will be moving over its next day releases to Peacock. While all the details are not out yet, it looks like the next day releases for current seasons will move to Peacock, but the back catalog of shows will still be available on Hulu. For example, if I wanted to binge watch Law & Order, I'd go to Hulu, but if I want to watch the current season as it airs, I'd go to Peacock. For NBC Universal and Comcast as a whole, this makes perfect sense. They are going to lose uh, their share of Hulu by 2024 at the latest, uh, and they do need to beef up their own service in Peacock. By not renewing the deal, they are not helping their competitor in Disney, and they are making their service stronger. Now, will they restrict this new content to a paid tier is not clear yet, but at the very least it should help convince people to sign up. In response to Russia invading Ukraine, Netflix will also stop working within the country. Variety has the exclusive on this, and that is you, and that is Netflix has put a pause on creating new content in the country, as well as buying from there as well. As Variety is reporting this as an exclusive, thanks to its sources, there is no official statement from Netflix on the matter, so it's not clear how long the ban will last. Finally, there were a lot of VOD releases this week. I thought I'd mention some of them. Scream is on VOD for 20 bucks to buy, as well as available to rent, though it should be on Paramount Plus soon. If you're looking to watch some Oscar nominees, Drive My Car is now available on HBO Max and to buy or rent on VOD. Licorice Pizza is available to buy, as well as West Side Story, uh, which is on Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, and VOD. And while not an Oscar contender, uh, Liam Neeson's newest film, Blacklight, which just came out in theaters a few weeks ago, is available as a $20 rental. And that'll be it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. Question for the episode is, if you have not signed up for Disney+, Plus yet, would you sign up for the ad-supported tier if it was, say, $3.99 a month? Let me know on Facebook. Link to the pages in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.